This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. No, we do a daily show at 7.30. We do it live. Just do it, get it done with for the day, and move on. If you like getting your financial news in 8 to 12-minute chunks, go ahead and give me a thumbs up, and also subscribe to the channel. If you do hit notifications, just be warned, I create four to five original pieces of content every day. I do it to help the audience on everything money, investing, real estate, cost of capital, all of those good things. So realize that's out there. Uh, We do have a goal on this channel. We have three days left to see if we can't get this lovely book to 400 five-star reviews. Uh, It is jumping up the uh, numbers pretty quickly. I think I saw this morning we are at 376, so we added six just from yesterday. If we add six the next three days, what would that be? Six, 12, 18, we would get really, really close. So if you want to help me get to 400, that would be wonderful. I would greatly appreciate it. Again, we give away, I don't know what, 14 hours of content every day or every week, excuse me. Uh, So if you could do me that favor, that would be awesome. A couple of things. It looks like the stimulus bill was signed yesterday. Uh, A couple of things I want to kind of say about that. A, what was passed on Sunday or signed into law Sunday, I don't believe was stimulus. I believe it is far better to call that life support. Uh, I think it had a marketing problem. I believe if it was marketed early as life support, it would have been passed a lot quicker. I think calling it stimulus allowed some budget hawks to do what they do. So now that that's signed, uh, a couple of things I kind of want to say is, unfortunately, you and I are going to get flooded with more stimulus videos from these channels who have found their niche. As you know, there are some channels producing multiple videos a day. Unfortunately, there's already talk about the next stimulus after inauguration. So I guess that means you and I get to watch these videos that use the fancy words in YouTube algorithm just to flood our channels and don't say anything. That will not be me. I am not going there. So that is interesting. And second, I had read earlier in the weekend that if the stimulus bill that was signed Sunday was not signed Saturday, that that would mean a one-week lapse in unemployment benefits for the folks in the emergency 13-week program. I haven't seen any validation of that this morning. I looked for that specifically. Apparently, the way the bill was written, um, it had to be signed by Saturday. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if folks lost a week or not. I haven't been able to validate that. But that would be a great shame if that was true. Next thing I want to talk about, I want to ask you a question. It looks like the market is, at least as of starting of this video, is intraday highs for the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Russell 2000, blah, 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 blah. Things are going well into the end of the year. I have a question for you. What do you think hits 35,000 first? The Dow or Bitcoin? Seems like Bitcoin is caught up in this fear of missing out, FOMO, Uh, that kind of starting to feel like 2017, where every day it's going up and up and up. And 
I don't know. I, I'm curious. What do you think? Dow 35,000, which would be about a 17% jump from here, or Bitcoin 35,000, which I think would make it like a, what would that be? 30% jump from here. Just curious. What do you think? Um, my vote, hmm, I don't know. I'll hold my vote and see what you guys have to say. Uh, another thing is we were, I was wondering about Wonder Woman. It looks like it had uh, a record weekend for the year, but only $16 million at the theaters. Theaters have been hurt. Yeah, no surprise. Uh, but over half of HBO Max subscribers viewed it or streamed it on Christmas. So I'm wondering if HBO Max and Universal and all these others are seeing what is possible, right? I don't know the numbers for HBO Max um, subs. But again, if 50% of their viewership streamed it the day it came out, right, the day the blockbuster came out, that is significant. That says hot original content gets viewers. I'm sure they had more uh, subs because of it. Uh, this, this, you know, again, li- a lot like Disney, right? With Disney Plus, which again started earlier in the year. You could start to see a branch in movie creation, which would actually expand the industry, not shrink it. You could see perhaps a superhero um, series or whatever they call them, universe Uh, only on HBO Max, right? They have a splinter that goes that way and then others. So you have to watch both, right? You could see how they could mix content to force you, if you're into that, to watch both. It would, it's, it's interesting to see how maybe what this was seen as cannibalizing, but if they do it right, it could actually lead to growth. So pretty interesting. Another thing I'm looking at is peak earnings versus trough earnings. Uh, This is something I've talked about probably about a month ago. I think this is becoming something of significance, right? Now that the stimulus is done, we've kind of built the bridge going forward. I am wondering what happens with um, some companies that have enjoyed peak earning season. They've, They've pulled forward demand. I think Peloton, Amazon, Clorox, you know, these companies that were very, very kind of pandemic helpful. If we see what we see going forward, there should be a rotation. I know for one, I'm already talking about where we're going once this is kind of over and we feel like we're ready to rock and roll. I suspect I won't be using DoorDash anymore, right? We use DoorDash two or three times a week and we pay those exorbitant fees. I can tell you I ain't using that anymore, probably by the summer or before. It's, uh, it's just interesting going to see which companies suffer next year from tough comps. Their earnings come down, their multiples, right? There are, there are companies trading at 50, 60, 70 time multiples that won't be next year. And when you have a collapsing targets and a collapsing multiple, it's kind of a double whammy. And then you're going to have the reverse. You're going to have the companies that have tough compares. I mean, the, most easy, the easiest example probably is hotels, casinos, maybe even airlines. You know, Disneyland, for, for goodness sakes, it's still freaking closed. I'm just wondering how this, this rotation is going to occur because it is going to feel subtle. And then I think it's going to feel violent. And it is going to be interesting to see, you know, how that transpires. When's that, that moment it breaks and you can just see a quick rotation because Wall Street's fast, right? It, it dumps the darlings and moves to the others. 
usually long before, you know, the average Joe investors. And it is going to be interesting. Next up, just more examples uh, that China is a managed economy. Uh, China has clearly uh, taken to kicking Jack Ma's butt. Uh, if you don't know, Jack Ma got a little full of himself about eight weeks ago and popped off to Chinese government, at which point the Chinese government basically squashed the largest IPO ever, Ant Group. Now they're going after Alibaba, calling it a monopoly. And uh, Jack Ma's empire is, let's say, cracking. I was almost going to say crumbling. It's probably too early to say crumbling. Let's just call it cracking. I would say significantly cracking, right? The Chinese government is adding pressure, and you're seeing it crack. And this is just another example of, you know, when people talk about the, you know, the great, glorious, you know, China economy. Eh, let's let's realize it's managed, and um, they're picking winners and losers a lot more than you and I would like, I'm sure. Uh, not that we don't hear, a la the don't bet against the Fed, but to compare our economies, it's not really fair. Uh, next up, we've got a couple of 2021 stock market predictions, and it's funny. The two that I read this morning, uh, both of them were calling Tesla... Let's just get the right words. One of them called Tesla AOL. If you're a young investor and you don't know what AOL is, go back and look at AOL's history. Uh, AOL, like Tesla, was added to the S&P 500 in December. And let's just say that was peak for AOL. And if you don't know what AOL is, go back and look at the stock charts, see what happens, see how it uh, its fall from glory and ultimately... Uh, I think, did AOL acquire Time Warner or the other way around? I forget. It did not end well. Uh, another one called Tesla, this one's funny, stupidly expensive. So again, that was Michael Farr. So if you want to throw shots, Michael Farr. I think it's interesting. There's been plenty of Tesla bears, shorts. They have been eaten alive. Uh, Elon Musk has successfully crushed every uh, short position out there. I think it is foolish to bet against Tesla. It is um, interesting to see. Eventually, they're going to be right. But Tesla has made many millionaires. I just read an article about a 20, I think it was a 28 or 29-year-old who put all his money in Tesla a year and a half ago, and now he's a millionaire. Uh, I certainly hope he's taken some of that cash out because technically you're not a millionaire until you sell. Uh, but let's see what happens. Uh, holiday sales were up. 3%, so a little better than I expected. Again, this K-shaped Christmas was nasty. It was unfair, all those things. Uh, online sales is where it was at. Online sales were up 49%. In-store sales were down. They haven't said by how much, but clearly down. Uh, and then again, uh, get ready for stimulus You know, 3.0. Man, I... Yeah, I, we've got to talk about real things. The economy is going to be revving up. Q1's better than Q4, Q2 better than Q1. Uh, I, I'm really happy about what I see coming. We've got the bridge built. Again, it wasn't stimulus. It was life support. Let's let's call it what it is. I'm not really sure what happens today with the $2,000 uh, stimulus check uh, that Mr. Trump wants, President Trump. My guess is the House passes it. And then the Senate has a choice. The Senate has a choice. I think what's going to be put at the doorstep of Republicans is, do you want to be known as the group that said no? 
maybe thus giving Georgia to the Democrats. I don't know. I don't see how this chessboard plays out well, uh, but it is going to be interesting. My guess is Mitch probably never brings up the 2000 stimulus in the Senate so he doesn't have to vote. Uh, I think this Congress ends in five or six days, and then they'll be swearing in a new Congress next year. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But again, it is very clear they're already talking about the next stimulus. I think it will be bigger than the last. I think the next one will be stimulus, where this one was life support. Um, this next one was stimulus plus an infrastructure play. This, this economy is going to get humming. And if we are not careful, inflation will be the boogeyman we talk about next year. So that's what I got for you today. We got a multimillionaire interview here in just a little bit with Mr. Greg Dickerson. And I just want to wish you all a wonderful day. Take care. The year is almost over. Bye-bye.